Welcome to an artist and an athlete podcast. I'm Sarah Mazingo, the athlete. And I'm Ashley Rick, the artist. And we're bringing you a podcast on relationships, healing, and the creative flow. And we're doing that through sharing our experiences of being married lesbians, female entrepreneurs, and how life has changed through our own healing journeys. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to an episode where we feel our feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) Shortest episode ever. We said we were going to do some shorts. (laughs) 16 seconds. Clip. There you go, Kyle. We're done. (laughs) Send that to edit. Let's do this. Done. Oh, yeah. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah. There there have been some feelings this week. There's been some feels. What did you want? Hooked on a feeling? Is yeah, that what we're, that's what that's we're calling what this. this. Yep. <laughs> she was singing the song earlier. It was. So. Ah, do, do. Hooked on a feeling. Do, do, do. Does that mean we get to watch Guardians of the Galaxy later? I mean, is that the one where he has the CD player or the tape player or something? Yeah. Yeah, we could watch that one again. You hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I did not understand the hype. Mm, that's fair. Big difference. Okay. Big difference. Yeah. Got it. There's been a rarity that we've watched a movie and I've been like, loved that one. <laughs> also true. 10 out of 10. Also would true. watch again. They are coming out with a Christmas one. Of course they are. <laughs> if I will watch the Christmas one. If you watch a Christmas stories revision. I'll watch the revision. Yeah. And the original. I watched the revision. <laughs> that sounds right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You must watch all of my movies. I'll watch one of yours. You you said I'll watch it if you watch the revision. And I said, okay. The, the right. terms of our negotiation have ended there. We're done. <laughs> now going back. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> As you can tell, we are uh, in prep for Christmas and all the things, even though we haven't had Thanksgiving yet. Let's just say that Christmas threw up in our house on November 2nd, and it's only because she was entirely too tired to do it on the 1st. I thought I waited till like the 3rd. No. (laughs) No? Okay, the 2nd. No, you did not. That's fair. It felt like a lifetime. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. We uh, lovingly call it Santa's little sweatshop Um, happens in our house because we get... Every year around this time, (laughs) the people gather and they don't get to go home. Nope. (laughs) You will enjoy this. Uh, So we have uh, a... Chris Kindle Market in town that we do. And um, I do a lot of, well, I do the kids' crafts for it, or community crafts, I should say, because adults do it as well. Yeah. So this year, we're doing 400 of them on Saturday and 200 on Sunday. And that's a lot. It's double of what I normally do. Yep. yep. Or what that's, I have done in the past. It's been the trend. Yeah. yeah. Double, just keep doubling it. And um, so I am excited, but with that comes a lot of prep. A lot of getting the kits ready because over the years I've found out that it's easiest to, you know, make a kit and just hand it to the person because then if they don't want to make it there, they can take it home to do it. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of like hit a, a bigger group of people. It's, it's pretty great. 
So it is really fun. I yeah. absolutely love doing it, but you have to prep for it and you have to do all the work and, and get it ready. So also, I feel like we have a fair amount of craft people that listen to us Yeah, and they'll understand that unzipping the Ziploc bag is the worst part. Oh, it really is. Cause you put all these right into little Ziploc bags. Well, all of them. So you have to open 600 Ziploc bags just to put the things in and then close it back again. Yeah. And it's so annoying. Yeah. That was my job last night. I was the Ziploc bag unzipper. You were. And it was a very crucial job, <laughs> even though it maybe didn't feel like it at times. It's about the only job I can handle in Santa's little sweatshop. <laughs> well, it was also later in the evening and, you know, a movie was on. Yeah. But yeah, so there's just a lot of feels. Really loving my new job still. Just learning how to navigate the chaos, excitement, and fun of the holidays while enjoying the chaos, fun, and excitement of my new job. <laughs> so it's a little bit of uh, living in overwhelm. Yeah. And feeling lots of feelings. Though I'm not the only one that has been feeling feelings this week. You you know. Don't like, you project your feelings, feelings on me? Oh, I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> there have been, the feelings have been shared throughout our household. <laughs> they have. And the other important piece to note is that we are in no sunshine season. Oh, it is. And. Rough. Yeah, we can go from now until like March, April with very limited sunshine. It just stays kind of overclass, cloudy. And it's a. It's a catch-22 for us up here because overcast and cloudy means somewhat warm and sunny means good luck, everybody. Could be negative 100. So, yeah. yeah. Like you get excited because the sun's out and then you're like, oh. And you run outside and then you're frozen in like 0.4 seconds. Yes. Um, so it's a, it's a challenging season for a lot of people up here, not only because of the things that happen with the holiday and also we'll just put you in like overcast skies and... Yeah, and even when the sun is out, it's not high enough in the sky for us to actually absorb any vitamin D and stuff like that. Yeah. So we take a lot of vitamin D up here. We do. <laughs> we do. And I maybe have not been taking as much as I should or any. Yeah, so we're just going to get on that today. Get a little bit feeling good again. Moving and grooving. Liquid sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, we're not actually going to talk a lot about the struggle feelings today. We're going to shift this a little bit too. We've had a couple conversations with different people, both of us this week about uh, comparison and about shoulds. And the people that we tend to hang out with are um, for me anywhere between 15 and 20 years younger. And yeah, uh, actually yep, same. <laughs> 10 to 15 years younger. Yep. Uh, so the only thing that comes with that is experience. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed is the, you know, there's the social media comparison and then there's just the thing that happens, I think in your twenties of, and this happened to me of like, I should be further along than I am. This happens to me still in my forties. Absolutely. Uh, like, I think I should have all of these other things lined up. Like I see what my, even if I get outside of my friend group, just what my brothers have, you know, and there are a lot of our friends who are younger that that like have things that we don't even necessarily want. And we're like, man, maybe we should have that. Right. Like, like we should be at that point. Yeah. Should, should, should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The should can get really loud mm -hmm. and 
it can get even louder, I, I believe, I imagine, around the holidays when, you know, you're you're hearing what other people are buying for gifts and you're seeing what other people are getting for gifts and you're seeing the travel that they can take this time of year, especially there's a lot of uh, people that run away from winter up here. So like they go to different countries or they go tropical, they go wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And so there can be a lot of that. Well, I'm not there yet. I can't financially do that. I blah, 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 blah. Do I even want to do that? But it can be so easy to get wrapped up in the, in the, in the wave of what other people are doing. Yeah. And there's, it's very hard for me at times. Uh, so I imagine it's hard for others to, to, to put a, a roadblock in, in, up in front of those thoughts, right? To just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I'll slow down for a second. Yeah. Is this something I even want? Do I want to be traveling? Do I want to be shopping? Do I want to be this, 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 this? And then to also take that, that feeling once it's like slowed down and I give it some space to say, is it actually this like greener side of things, right? Like it is what they are doing or what they have. The grass is greener over there. Right. You know, maybe it's that they're doing it, but they have extreme credit card debt. They're doing it because they feel like they have to keep up with the Joneses, quote unquote, whatever it is. Like it's, it's not always like sunshine and rainbows on everybody's side of things. Right. So really like slowing down those emotions to, to number one, stop beating yourself up for enough time to see what's happening and then start to dissect it. And that's the, like, we've talked about this before on the podcast. The, one of the hardest things for us to do is say what we really want. Mm-hmm. And it can be really easy to get caught up in what everybody else wants. And so you take that on as what you want. And like Ashley said, slowing down and finding that, like, what is it that I want? Mm-hmm. And if this is the first time you've done that, or maybe the fifth time you've done that, I imagine a lot of times the first thing that comes to your head is, I don't know. It's okay to not know. And then in that, allow yourself the grace to like play around and figure it out. Especially like if I, and I pretty much did that. My mom will argue that I did this through my twenties. <laughs> I, uh, I played around with a lot of different career fields. Yeah. I, I think I had like five or six different majors in college. I was the person that I think I ended up graduating with the like Bradley came out with this, you don't know major. <laughs> it's just one of everything. <laughs> and like, it's, it's cool. I imagine now it's less about when I graduated, it was about just having a piece of paper. It didn't matter what it is in. Mm-hmm. When people graduate now, I feel like that's the extreme right? Like it doesn't matter what your piece of paper says, unless it's, you know, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or something very specific that they're like, you need this thing. Right. And it's interesting for the amount of friends I've had go to law school lately. They graduated with the, I don't know piece of paper either. And then like, I think I want to do this now. And I'm like, great. Giving yourself the ability, if you're in your twenties or early thirties, play a little bit, figure that out. And one of the conversations I had was like, I feel like the people that Unless they were, there are the the exceptions, the people that were like, this is what I'm going to do. I know this is what I'm going to do. I know this is what I'm going to love. 
that's awesome. I feel like that's few and far between. Yeah. And I feel like they're, um, like there are those people that are like, have this internal pull to like their calling. Right. Mm-hmm. And they know, and that like those people intrigue me. Cause I'm like, yes, wrap that thing up, embrace it for all it's worth and go after it. Yeah. 100%. And if you're not that type of person, if you haven't found what lights you up, what sparks you with all that, taking the time to find it and play with it and, and give yourself the grace to like, experiment. And I would, I would add too, though, um, like you said, twenties, early thirties, if you are somebody who has been in a career for a long time and you're just like, this is draining my soul. Yeah. And you are, you know, any age doesn't matter. You could even be like 60 plus And you're just like, I know I'm close to retirement, but this job is just sucking the life out of me. Play. Yeah. Give yourself your attention. Bring attention to what it is you're feeling. Where are you feeling it? How does it affect your body? Stop waiting for later to enjoy the things you want. Stop waiting to live. This isn't to say that when you're, you know, two years from retirement, you need to give up your job and go. Absolutely not. This is also to say like in that time where you're not there, Figure out what it is that like gives you the energy to go back and do the thing. Yeah. And I'm, and maybe it's just a hobby. Yeah. Maybe it's, you don't go home and you just like turn the TV on, watch Netflix until you fall asleep and you rinse and repeat. Maybe it's like, oh, I really love model trains. I really love reading, whatever it is. And like play. Find a little bit of play to bring into your life and see how that continues to roll and snowball into something bigger. And it might be that 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 spark is the thing that brings the spark back to your everyday. Yeah. Right. Like you might you might have gotten into the job that you are in right now because you loved it and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And as time goes on, you're like, oh, this is less amazing than I remember. And I imagine a lot of that is because there's been cutting out of the things that do make you excited. Mm -hmm. You've cut those things out too. Yeah. And so like we have some good friends that it would make no sense if they were to quit their job today and start something else. Absolutely. No sense at all. However, they've been able to find things that like make it worth it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's little things. It's like biking or gardening or you know, like Ashley was saying, like model trains, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, singing, it, it, it doesn't have to be this ballet, had it like <laughs> yeah. this upheaval every single time. Mm-hmm. But what we lose sight of is the feeling. Mm-hmm. And there's this, everybody has it. You're not, no one is broken. Everyone has it. It might be like piled down and buried down deep, but you have an <laughs> You might have to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> Every single human has an intuition. Mm-hmm. It's there. Just trust the process. And sometimes it takes us figuring out how to find it again and how to trust it. Because it's been Hear the it. thing that we've like <laughs> shoved away and said, no, 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 that can't be true. And one of the best ways that I've found to do this and is to ask myself yes or no questions. Mm. And so 
we're just sitting here with beverages. So it's like, do I want the coffee or do I want the water? And one of those will inevitably feel lighter. Mm-hmm. It's subtle. It's not like, oh, right? <laughs> it's a very subtle feeling. And that's how you start to play with your intuition. Ask yourself very clear yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. Or like, do I want this or do I want that if there's two things right in front of you, right? One of them will inevitably feel lighter. And if you can start with, you know, do I want cream in my coffee or do I want no cream in my coffee? And like actually give yourself, your head's going to say one thing, actually give yourself the chance to feel what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And they can be pretty obvious things like, do I want to wear a coat today? Mm, Yeah, it feels kind of cold out there. Great. Yep. It starts with really, really obvious things. The more you practice that, then it can be like tied into bigger decisions Mm -hmm. and bigger decisions and bigger decisions. And that is the thing that everybody says is your inner voice. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. That is what your heart wants. That is what you are like guided to do. And also notice how many times you feel the lighter one and you choose the heavier one. Because is it because you feel like you should choose the heavier one? You should or you're responsible for or like right now I'm like coffee or water. My body says water and I'm like, mm, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, but start to notice when you choose the heavier one and how often you choose the heavier one. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, imagine you're right, you think you should. Mm-hmm. And the think is the problem. (laughs) Feel. (laughs) Feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a difference between that feeling and your emotions. I know a lot of people here don't make emotional decisions. Mm. That's not an emotional decision. And I know there's there's a fine line between feelings and emotions. Interesting. I feel like a lot of people make emotional decisions. Mm hmm. But are they always the feeling decision? Right, but you said people don't make emotional decisions. Uh, The gurus out in the world tell you not to make emotional decisions. Gotcha. So, for instance, uh, the the thought of... The the easiest analogy is like you get really annoyed and you go to send the email reply. Oh, yes. And you got to (laughs) wait. Don't send that reply yet. Don't hit send. Yes. Make sure you know. That would be based on an emotional. Yes. So an emotion is an outward expression of a feeling. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in the outward expression of a feeling, that's when it can get a little weird, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. When you're in the inward expression of a feeling, the feeling is actually the openness, the heaviness, the lightness, the whichever one you're in. That's when it's a great spot to make a decision. Yeah. And to like... Maybe you can type your response and then let it sit. Mm -hmm. Sit with it, come back to it in a little bit, reread it, do all the things and feel it instead of just making a knee-jerk, emotional, whatever response. Yeah. When you're responding from the feeling, so like the light, the heavy, you're responding from intention. Mm -hmm. When you're responding from the emotion, you're responding from a reaction. Yeah. 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 Hmm. 
I like that. Yeah. One of my favorite things to help people understand like where they're going is to create a vision of your perfect day. Mm, this mm-hmm. has been my favorite exercise since I heard of it probably like five years ago, six years ago is to allow yourself some time and you can do it kind of quickly or you can take time and really create it. And creating your perfect day is still under the assumption that you need to make a living of some sign. Yep. Um, it's not like what the first time I heard this, I was like, well, I'm moving to Aruba and peace out everybody. <laughs> right? That's my perfect day. Goodbye. <laughs> and if you can create some space in your world to really get intentional about what your perfect day looks like, mm-hmm. what time you wake up, who you wake up next to, what like, is there an alarm? Is it the sun? Is it like, get really. What does it smell like? Where do yeah. you feel? Yeah. Get really specific. What does your home look like? What does it feel like? How long are you there in the morning? <laughs> Just like get really detailed. Where do you go? Do you go to an office? Do you go downstairs to your office? Is your office in your home? Is it in your garage? Did you create a cool space outside? Get really specific. And it's crazy. For most people, if they're really uh, thoughtful and intentional about creating their perfect day, uh, you'll live it. And then you'll like, it'll click. You won't even realize you live it. And you're like, whoa, <clears throat> wait, whoa. <laughs> what just <Wait>. happened? <laughs> and then you'll be like, that was close. But I don't think that's quite it. Mm-hmm. And then you get to reimagine your perfect day. I've done this exercise. I do it like once every six months. And I've lived every perfect day. And what I've realized is I haven't gotten specific enough. Mm. So like one of my perfect days was describing my house, but not where it was. Okay. And then we got the house, mm-hmm. but we can touch our neighbors. And so I'm like, okay, we're close. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we are very close to our neighbors. <laughs> the universe heard me. We would like a little more room from our neighbors. <laughs> this wasn't quite specific enough. <laughs> and so realizing when those things happen. Yeah. Right. And acknowledging those and being like, whoa, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I, what else do, what else do I see for my perfect day? Yeah. And then you go back and you write it again and then you live it. You're like, whoa. Yeah. For me, it's really cool is hearing you talk about like what it felt to live the perfect day. And you're like, how, cause there are times that it'll happen. Like, and you'll, yeah. you'll, you know, you're throughout the day, you're just like, oh, this is amazing. This is, you know, and you're very vocal about it now, which is awesome. And I love that really bringing awareness to it when it happens. And like, how does that feel in your body when, when it does happen? It's cool because typically that day is like, it's like a, what I'd consider a floating day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, I just floated through today. That yeah. was really rad. Right? <laughs> And then there's always this curiosity that follows it because mm. it's like, well, that was close. What else can we do? Yeah. Like, huh. And a lot of times I hear people get, <laughs> and I am also one of these people. I'm a recovering how person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My name is Sarah Zingo. I'm recovering, <laughs> I'm recovering from, from how, how and should. Mm. Right. First, we get caught in the shoulds. I should do this. I should do that. I should do that. And then this 
lady on the other end of the podcast is telling you to create this perfect day. And then you're like, well, how do I live that? Mm. How do I make that happen? Mm. How, 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 how? Yeah. As a recovering how person, (laughs) the only thing I can tell you, and you're going to want to just take your earphones off and throw them. Your earphones. (laughs) Your AirPods, whatever it is. We're wearing earphones. Headsets. Headphones. Headphones. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Either way, uh, don't throw them when I tell you to just let go. Yeah, just let go. The how will be taken care of. Because your your aim has been set. Like write it down, be very intentional about it, and then let it let it go out into the universe. Let it go out. And what's gonna be crazy is if that perfect day is, is truly your perfect day and it's etched in your memory and you see it, you're automatically gonna start acting as though that's the person you wanna be. Mm-hmm. And then the how gets taken care of. Mm-hmm. If you're in alignment. Yeah. And yeah. And what, like you actually proved that one day. Me? You decided that you wanted to oh, yeah. <laughs> live the life of a, a <clears throat> event planner. And like we talked about how. We did. Absolutely amazing you are as an event planner. <laughs> Thank you. And within 48 hours, you were an event planner because you decided. Mm-hmm. It can be that simple. Yeah. And it can move that fast. Yeah. And it can also take six months to a year. Yeah. Which feels like forever. <laughs> well, and, and I should add to like with the event planner thing, like we had gone back and forth for a couple months on it, right? Oh, like yeah. yeah. You and I had talked about it and then we come move away from it and then we come back to it and then because well I have this show coming up I should do this I blah 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 I have all these things and so not really stopping and saying feeling it not stopping enough to feel and we were yeah we went out to hike with the dogs and we were coming back and you were just like what if you could do anything what would you do and and just having we've said this a million times but like having that car ride to connect is very yeah important to us and to just say why well, would just create events like, i want to bring that magic to an event and it did it just felt like the world shifted of that like well you've said it out loud finally finally yeah. you've admitted it and then taking taking a day again putting it out on the internet like I just put it, made a Facebook post, <laughs> made a Facebook post and put it out there. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think within five hours I had one of, uh, one of the people I know reach out to me and he was like, can we have coffee tomorrow? And I was like, yep. Yeah, I do. I absolutely love working there. This week it's been really cool. Cause it has been a lot of feels, a lot of emotions and, there was one event in particular that was very, I, I don't want to say intense, but it was just like a lot of parts, a yeah. lot of parts and pieces. And the project manager, he crushed it. He did so great and like did so good at like flowing between all the little parts and pieces. And I'm 
really excited. He asked me to help out with a part of it and build something. And so we got to build this stage that was really beautiful. You know, we're doing all these little part touch up pieces before it starts. And he's like, you can head home. And I was like, okay, cool. And then two hours later, I'm still there or an hour later, I was still there. And one of the girls was like, you really love doing this, don't you? I was like, I do. I really, really do. And she's like, you can tell. Like you could have gone home and you're, you still see little things that can just elevate it a little bit more. And it is, it's this feeling of like, I, I have been one of those people that uh, words of affirmation are <laughs> a love language for me. Right. And yet this position is so cool because it's less about the aff- words of affirmation and more about how it feels to me. How does it feel when that stage looks mm, spot on or like you can open these doors and you have this whole room that like glows like that feeling says more to me than words of affirmation, which is really cool because I haven't, it's been a very long time since I have felt what I have heard, you know, like you, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Makes total sense. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not feeling it from anybody but me. Yeah. Like you finally get to, like you, I think we have talked about this before, but taking this thing that you see in your head and, and making it a reality for people to experience is magic to me like it is the closest thing to magic that people can experience that's that's the disneyland right disney world when you walk into that environment you are in it you're in this world of pure imagination something someone has created mm-hmm. and yes pure imagination you have imagined it and you have made it a reality and that feeling to me is it's what I seek now. Like I don't seek the words of affirmation anymore. I seek feeling that out of a space or an event or whatever. Like I want to feel it and then I know other people will feel it. And that's one of your insane gifts, right? Is I will never forget the first event I witnessed you do. The first big one. <laughs> the first really big one. And you had like called everybody. You're like, we need help. And I was like, great, I'll come help. Like, I don't, just tell me what, I don't know what I'm doing. But Yeah, like, let's do this. And so there's a lot of painting and blowing up balloons. And it was a blank slate, like legit an empty parking lot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I see it. It's going to be beautiful. And I'm like, it's an empty parking lot. <laughs> right now like, like I want to be there with you and this is something I'm sure that will happen over time but she doesn't write it down mm. she just orchestrates people into this beautiful like play orchestra whatever you want to call it but it's just like people are moving and she's the conductor and everything gets put exactly like she'll walk through and she'll judge everything everything gets judged and looked at and, and not in a controlling way, but in a, like no other human can see it that way kind of way. (laughs) 
it completely transforms a space. Thanks, babe. It's insane. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And it's, it's interesting <clears throat> because I can do that with movement, but you can do that with space. Mm. And it's wild to me. <laughs> and when we talk about feeling like Ashley can walk into a space and feel that space and know what it needs to make it magical. You do it with humans sometimes. <laughs> and you can, anyone has this ability and maybe it's not with spaces. Maybe it's with like our accountant. She can do things with spreadsheets and she loves it. Yeah loves it yeah and that's like one of our worst nightmares do not understand <laughs> and i still think it's a thing of beauty when you see it absolutely you're like i i asked her a question and she like had already done a spreadsheet without even i was like okay cool this is this is amazing <laughs> yes you know and so it's not it doesn't have to be these like huge things it could be what feels like a little thing to you because it's easy and you love it because it's easy mm -hmm. and so many people like that's the trap right we think that life has to be this struggle and hard and epic battle and you're skipping over the thing that you love because it's easy mm -hmm. and it's maddening how many times I've looked at Ashley and been like I don't know how to do this and you're like oh it's easy you just YouTube it and I'm like yeah for you for you it's easy <laughs> For me, it's like climbing Everest, right? And then she'll just whip out this project, like, oh, no big deal, MBD. <laughs> and so uh, coming back to <laughs> the feeling is, is that's the thing you're walking towards everybody, mm. is that thing that feels easy, that thing that you get excited about and like it's fun to do and it's easy. Mm -hmm. Don't skip that thing because you think it has to be hard because it shouldn't be. Yeah. It should be challenging. Yes. But it shouldn't be like climbing Everest every day. Yeah. And if it's something where it's just, a, I don't, I don't mean just, but if it's just a hobby, it's okay for it to just be a hobby. Like 100%. if it lights you up, you do not have to make money from it. No, like you I don't have to be the best dancer. You don't have to be the best singer. You don't have to have aspirations to be on Broadway, whatever. You can do it for the pure fact of being happy and excited to do it. To do it. I love mountain biking. I'm not going to be a <laughs> professional mountain biker. No. No. I love it. Yeah. Like deep love of doing it. And if I were to be a professional mountain biker... I'd be really bad. <laughs> there would be no money coming in, but it's not the thing that like is the, is the calling, right? Yeah. It's the fun hobby that makes going to work even more fun. Yeah. And like for you, especially, right? Like you get to go, that's what you do for people. You created this magical building, this magical company that helps people get to do those things physically yeah. and 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 I don't mean like physically as just in mountain biking it could be knitting 
Yeah. It could be. I what, to do that the other day, everybody. Yeah, she did. And magic. she did great. It Thank could you, Brianna. be. <laughs> Brianna was a great teacher. She really was. <laughs> um, but it could be. It doesn't even have to be making something. It could be playing with your grandkids. It could be playing with your children. It could be getting up off the couch because you had a hip replacement. Whatever it is that would bring lightness to your life and joy to your life, that's what you do at Ice House. Like you help people find that spark in them again. And that is so cool to me because I might be able to create a space for people to go to find a spark or to like be immersed in it, but to like help people find that inside them to create more sparks in the world, to continue to, it's like a chain reaction of matches lighting each other. Like that's Mm -hmm. how I see what you do. Like I, what I do is I imagine this big bonfire (laughs) and I'm like, (laughs) here is this big experience that you can have. And maybe it, it, it does light a, a spark inside of you. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe it is just this warm space for you to come to, to check out and just be. And like you are creating this spark that can turn into a fire, that can turn into a bonfire. And and like we have so many people who at the gym that... Like one of, uh, one of the guys was just like last summer, he's like, I stood up off the couch and like all three of my kids were hanging on me and I was able to stand up. And like, that is so cool. Like that's what lit him up was the fact that he could like stand up holding three of his kids. That's nuts. Like that's beautiful. So that feeling of you might not think that you, what you're doing is creating a ripple. You might not think that what you're doing is creating a spark. Um, but I would challenge you to, to slow down and look backwards at it. Like what you were doing a year ago. Do you, do you enjoy more of what you're doing now than you do a year ago? And like, see how many people's lives you've touched. And also don't be afraid to ask absolutely like ask somebody mm-hmm. hey do you see a difference or like hey do you see the the work that we're doing yeah yeah absolutely one of the things i tell my staff all the time is be brave enough to ask mm. yeah yeah and i just i think it's so cool thank you because i don't I'm not a physical fitness type of person in my everyday (laughs) career, though I will say working for Livewire is we always joke that now we all go to the Livewire gym because we're just moving and picking up things all the time. Yeah. Um, And it's really cool that you are able to give these people something, you know, two to four hours a week that they can turn around and use. Thanks. Yeah. So feelings, we all feel them. Some of us just know we're feeling them and some of us push them down and pretend that we'll feel them later. And know that they can be a guiding light. Like feelings get this terrible rap. And yes, there are times where you have to face the dragons and go into the thing and do the thing and come out on the other side. Yep. That's part of the process. The part of the process that I don't think people talk enough about is like the, 
what happens on the other side. Mm -hmm. And what happens on the other side is the ability to clearly know who you are and then be able to know what's best for yourself. Yeah. And without that, like, need to should yourself because of the people around you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody asked me the other day, like, did anybody give you grief for wanting to to open Ice House and do the things? <laughs> like, was everybody super supportive? Oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> mm -mm. That's because it's you're doing the thing that's not the thing you should do. Or what people think you should do. 100%, yes. right? Yeah. Like, when you get your, you know, post-grad, you graduate college if you go, or you graduate high school if you're not going to college, and you get your list of shoulds. Mm -hmm. You should buy a house. You should have a family. You should have a stable job. You should have health insurance. You should, 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 should. Mm -hmm. And when you're brave enough to know who you are, and you take that list of shoulds, and you crumple it up, and you throw it away, and you say, like, let's try something new... That's when people freak out. <laughs> yes. And they freak out because they love you. Mm -hmm. Because they don't know anything better than, or don't know anything different, not better, don't know anything different than list of shoulds. Mm -hmm. And so then you're in this place of like, well, why am I the only one that feels this way? Mm -hmm. And you're not. You're not the only one that feels that way. Something I think that just came up is... We always laugh about this, but it's generationally too, right? Like there are things that are very different. Like when we were little, it was, you better graduate high school, go to college, get a job. Otherwise you're going to end up in a river down by the, in a van down by the river, yeah, right? Like that was the threat, quote unquote. And now it's like, if you're lucky, you get to live in this van and travel <laughs> around the country. And, you know, you're just like, how did, like, we, we laugh about it, but like time in perception changes all the, every day. And so the feelings that your grandparents had, the feelings that your parents have, um, are, are not going to be the feelings that you necessarily have, right? Like every generation is different. And so to, for me, for example, with coming out, I didn't come out till later in life. Um, there was so much insecurity and shoulds projected onto me from family members that I was like, well, I'm, I'm wrong in thinking this. So then I should be doing this instead. And so then I, I learned to not listen to my intuition, not trust myself, not, not put time into those feelings. And then I'll just do what other people tell me I should feel. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if I look at the, the 10 to 15 years before I came out and, and lived my truth, how many autoimmune issues I have now and different sicknesses I had then different times I was in the hospital or at the doctors or at rehab or all these things because I wasn't trusting it and listening to my feelings and feeling my feelings mm. you know and and then we look in the moment we're like I don't know why this is happening to me I don't know why I'm in so much pain I don't know why this that yeah. and 
it's crazy to look backwards on it and be like, oh, 15 years ago, like, whoa, it's easier to see, right? When you're looking back on it, but in that moment, it's so hard or can be hard to stop. And so that's really cool to, for me to, to take some of that information and knowledge and, 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 you know, talk to people about it and just be like, here's the deal. I may have this autoimmune issues that stay with me the rest of my life. Maybe. Yeah. What was happening in my life when those set on came into my world and how much stress, feelings, life, all of that can change your physical body because you don't know how to feel them. And I know you were joking and I know we were talking about this, like hooked on a feeling, right? But like, that's what it feels like. To me, it feels like these little hooks that are just like into your body and like pulling you in different parts and pieces. And you're just like pretending they're not there. Mm. And if you just slow down long enough to be like this feeling, this feeling sucks. And you put effort and energy into it and really like deep dive into it. Maybe you can pull that hook out. And like once, once they're gone, you know, really like going back and acknowledging how different it feels. Like this feels amazing. And really bringing as much attention to the good feelings as you do to these one negative ones you're trying to shove down or possibly not pay attention to. Really, really focusing acknowledging and understanding that feelings aren't a weakness. Every human has them. We just, because we are all humans and we're all unique and we're all created individually, we all have different ways of doing things. So trying things and if they don't work for you, but they worked for somebody else, that's okay. Yeah. Um, And with that, I want to add something because I, didn't really see this until about a year and a half ago. But for me, I have uh, had a really hard time trusting men. I didn't understand that the feminine energy couldn't fix everything. The feminine energy for me feels like a fixer, a helper, a nurturer. And so if you have feelings, bring them to the female, and you know, the female energy in your world. They yeah. can help you. Mm-hmm. And... For me, I never understood that like going to masculine energy could be helpful. Men, you have feelings too. <laughs> we say that being two individual women. I get that. But it is so important for the female, for the male energy to feel their feelings. And if if you are having a hard time expressing it, if it's hard in your relationship, whatever it is, find that group of men that helps you feel that too. I know we joke about this, but I watched <laughs> Love is Blind. I love the series. And they just did a recap on it. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, stop listening. But they asked the guys at the end, like, do you regret doing this? And one of them was like, no. He goes, what I didn't understand I was going to get out of this was it was this big group of men talking about their feelings. And he's like, I've never had that. And he is from uh, Nigeria. And he's like, I've never had this 
this community where we would all be dating these people, right? And you don't see them. And he goes, and then we come back to a room and there's some men in the corner crying, dealing with their feelings over here. And then there's some men over here just like actually talking it out and, and working through things. And he's like, and then there's ones over here high-fiving because they're really happy. And he goes, but it was just a safe space. Male, female, masculine, feminine, doesn't matter. Like we all have feelings to feel. So find your group, find your person whether it's a therapist or a friend or whatever, um, your partner. Feel those feelings. I'm done with my tangent now. I was like, wow. That was seven different okay. podcast topics. And like, <laughs> I know we brought them all in, but it, they all relate, really right? Great. No, that was really great. That was like, really great. It's all, it's all hooks, all feelings. <laughs> so that was all in my brain. <laughs> I know I just threw a lot at you guys. Yeah. That's beautiful. Feel them. I want to play the song now. <laughs> I feel like there's copyright issues on that there one. Might be. Yeah, <laughs> there might be. Might. Yeah. yeah. Copyright infringement. Details. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny at the beginning of this. Sarah's like, I want to talk about feelings. And I was like, cool. And then in true fashion, I'm always like, you should probably start... I don't, I don't know what you want to talk about. And then by the end, I'm like, here, let me just take your microphone. I'll, Usually. I'll just talk for 20, great. 27 minutes. Lovely. <laughs> Are we good? I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, okay. Take a sip of coffee. Oh. I am excited, though. We are. Um, we actually are recording shorts. We're going to release them the week of Thanksgiving which would be next week. And I'm really excited about it. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you liked it, please give us a like, a subscribe, share it with your friends if you think it's relevant. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Tellwell Story Company and Studio in the Fargo-Moorhead area here. They believe that story is the most powerful way to introduce a brand, educate, and engage your audience and remind them why they love you. They love to tell a great story. And we appreciate the use of their beautiful podcast studio. And if you ever are in the Fargo area looking for a place to do your media, check them out. They're amazing. Thanks, everybody.